Welcome to Boardroom Breakdown, a weekly show where we dive into delegates and projects pushing the frontier of DAO governance. Join us to learn from the leaders and innovators in this rapidly emerging space. Welcome everyone to another edition of Boardroom Breakdown. I'm your host, Juan Escobel. Uh, I lead all things content over at Boardroom. Boardroom Breakdown is a series of live discussions where we dive into delegates and projects pushing the frontier of DAO governance. What exactly are delegates? Delegates are people whom others have assigned their voting powers to. This space is scheduled for 30 minutes. Um, it will be recorded and it'll up, be uploaded later as a podcast for playback. Uh, today, I'm really excited to be joined by Slobo.e, aka Alex Labotnik. Welcome to the show, Alex. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Awesome. Why don't you begin by introducing yourself and, and giving us a little bit about of your background? Sure, no problem. So uh, I'm Alex Labodnik. Uh, I go by Slobodati. I'm a huge fan of ENS, and that is why I'm a, uh, a growing delegate for them. Uh, I'm also a builder in, web, in the Web3 space uh, and the founder of niftychat.xyz, uh, which builds on top of ENS. Um, and that's basically my background. I am a Nifty Chat and ENX, uh, ENS Maxi, and uh, that's where I spend all my time on. Awesome. And why don't we begin like with your like the beginnings of your delegate journey? Like, why did you why did you be- become a delegate? I, I became a delegate because I was so deeply involved in the DAO that uh, you know I thought I was well positioned to make choices, right? Because it's kind of hard to keep up with all things that are happening with a protocol, um, and you need representatives who are reading the forums, who are, are keeping up with the smart contract development and seeing where it's going. And I realistically think that at most you can keep up with one to two like protocols deeply enough to form an opinion. Um, and ENS was that one. So I'm like, well, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty informed and I'm going to continue to be informed. So I, I, it just seemed like a natural process for me to ask people to delegate to me who just don't have the time to uh, understand all the nuances of ENS. And just to clarify, when did you become a, a delegate? When did you start your delegate journey? Oh, um, I was fortunate enough to make it into the initial round when the DAO just happened. So the way the ENS started is they had an airdrop. And for you to claim your airdrop, you had to designate someone to be a delegate. Um, before that went live, there was an opportunity for anyone to apply to be a delegate. So I applied on the forum. And uh, when people were claiming their airdrops, they got randomly presented different people. And a few folks uh, were kind enough to pick me as their delegate. And I think I picked up maybe 5,000 votes uh, at that time. And what would you contribute like, as far as why people just you know, decided to, to uh, delegate to you? Was it your application? I know, you know DAOs tend to have like a... a Forum posts the way they ask delegates to to post a little about, a bit about themselves. What do you think it was that contributed to your initial like fast uh, start and growth? Um, so I think initially it was just that I would reach out to people, right? Uh, I did have an application. I you know people saw that I was active. People saw that I was active before the airdrop even occurred. So that kind of lended credibility. But it was really kind of hand to hand combat. Um, but again, that that got me my kind of first five thousand votes. Most of the ones that followed were 
uh, were acquired again through just like personal contacts where you know people saw that it seemed like I was well positioned to steer the steer the decisions in a good way. And I know you briefly mentioned it, but can you like just double click why specifically ENS? Is it just something you you were exposed to? Why only ENS? Like, why is the focus on ENS for you? I think it's the first protocol that deeply made sense to me that had no financial uh, tie-in. I come before starting my Web3 journey and my DAO journey, I was in fintech. So I was really well-versed in finance. But uh, even though crypto is all about like, or a lot of people make it about making money, I saw like, you know, ENS and I saw how intrinsically valuable it is as a public good that has no direct monetary tie-in. And I thought that was something that was like truly special. Um, and I just became kind of a, a dot ETH maxi, if you will, because of all the problems that a single identity service can solve for the world. And I thought that if there's anything that I could dedicate a portion of my life to, this would be it. And uh, I'm not saying that like Uniswap is not important or the other protocols that are adding a lot of value. But this one from an identity perspective just really spoke to me. And I could also see it as a consumer good that like people can interact with that can be applicable to everybody on Earth, which I think for the vast majority of protocols, they're more valuable the more money you have. Uh, I think ENS is valuable to you whether you have uh, a single a single dollar or a million dollars because it provides you like fundamental utility and that kind of like broad based wealth uh, like utility to the people is something that really uh, excites me about the protocol that makes me as you can tell very passionate about it and that's why this is the one that I want to you know dedicate the, my time to. I love that. And you're you're kind of brushing on my next question, which is what are what are your values or goals as a delegate? Um, and I guess specifically it's for ENS because it's your main focus. So you, you kind of touched on it, but there's some value alignment there, right? So just curious, uh, can you expand on that that part? Yeah, so my my main goals as a delegate is to basically uh, do things that further the protocol further, right? And uh, be a good steward of the votes that have been delegated to me, uh, which basically means that uh, I'm keeping a watchful eye to make sure that uh, we're following the constitution, that more and more, more and more adoption is happening, and the proposals that are being put forth are supporting those goals. I know that's a little bit of a non-answer, but it's basically, as a delegate, I'm fully keeping an eye on to make sure that we're following the ENS constitution. And how do you stay engaged as a delegate? Like, what, can you give us some insight into like your your day to day workflow? I know you previously mentioned you're just always on the forums, but just just curious for those listening in, how do you keep up? Yeah, and and I think uh, one other thing that I should mention that might have not come up is that on top of being a delegate for ENS, I'm also a steward. Uh, a steward is a position within the DAO, so not only. Not only do I have uh, a little bit of influence as a result of people delegating to me, I'm also working in the DAO, uh, which is basically like directing funding to uh, projects that are building on top of ENS or various public goods that uh, you know are adjacent to ENS. So to answer your direct question, how do I stay on top of all the things that I need to stay on top of? And that's really just reading all the forum posts that come up. And that might sound daunting, but for what it's worth, there might only be 
five posts a week, 10 posts a week that you need to like read to kind of keep up with it. If you don't do it for a month, that's going to be very daunting. But if you kind of check in every day, it's not that hard to like knock it out in like 15 minutes and occasionally respond. Um, and then the other thing is that I just follow like the lead, the lead, uh, uh, devs of the protocol on Twitter. And uh, between some of their memes that they post, they occasionally post uh, interesting things about the protocol. And I feel that gives me all the information I really need uh, for when things come up because it's either on the forum or it's on Twitter. Yeah, totally. Uh, you got to be a forum crawler, is what I like to call them. Uh, what would you say is the most underrated um, tool in your toolbox for being a great delegate? Like, what would you say is just more people should, should utilize, I guess you can say? I think a lot of people when it comes to Web3 are looking for like someone to summarize something for them. Uh, and I think people underappreciate if you go to the source, how much information you can pick up by just reading what the leaders of a particular protocol are doing. So uh, my, my key tool is that I'm as close to the people as I can be to the source of the information versus using like roll-up services. And again, that's why I think you can, I can only do this. Like, for example, I'm a big fan of Bankless and I listen to their weekly roll-ups. But uh, you know, whenever they talk about ENS, I could always tell that my knowledge is a little bit deeper because I've spent more time on it. So I, I think it's great to use roll-ups, but if you're really passionate about something, I would just read like the only tool, the only tool you need is to read the posts um, and just be where the action is happening and maybe check out, uh, you know, they do have a Discord and they have a developer chat within the Discord that I also watch pretty carefully because it shows you what might be coming down the pipe. And just to clarify, are you describing like uh, open community calls and like, you know, some of these other conversations that are happening? Or are you describing, you know, personal one on one relationship building that you have within the org? I, I'm describing, like, I think this is available to everybody. Like, uh, just it's like joining, yeah. Like I didn't bring this up, but like joining the Twitter Spaces, uh, going to develop. Like the, there's an open developer channel in the Discord that's open to anyone who gets into that Discord. I I read that right. This is this is not like um, this is not like there's no privileged communication that I'm getting for like the basics of it because everything that matters is posted on the forum by the time it's ready for public consumption. So like I wish there was like a more like secret secret one thing you can do but really it's it's just a forum and uh keeping up with it daily yeah i speak to a lot of like uh, regarding like your you're the framing you mentioned earlier i speak to a lot of these teams these governance teams and they don't just say like yeah we're a delegate like they, they frame it as we're a community member we're part of the dao itself so your, your case is interesting because you're an ens steward as well as a as a leading delegate you know you have a lot of voting power behind you um, well, how do you how do you juggle that? Is there any times when you kind of see? Is it always just beneficial? Is there any time when that could be you know tricky for you because you're also deeply involved? Do you just abstain from certain you know when you when you run up against some of these uh, um, potentially uh, conflicts? Yeah, so I think like I'm lucky where uh, I have a little I have a little bit over a hundred thousand delegated votes, which puts me in like the top twenty or twenty five delegates. So I'm just I'm. I have just enough to like, you know, that it's it's not nothing, but not so much that I can really sway anything. Um, so, for example, uh, when there was an election for steward, you know, like a delegate gets to vote. So uh, people ask me the question, how do you handle, like, do you vote for yourself? Isn't that kind of like, 
wrong. And uh, I, I, I voted for myself. I'm very open about it. And it's also on chain. You can kind of tell. And, uh, and I, I don't see it as a conflict because in the end, I'm doing what I think is best for the protocol. And I think, uh, obviously, as self-serving as it may be, I think uh, having me as a steward is probably good for the protocol. And I alone couldn't elect myself because I don't have enough votes. So I had to have a lot of support from uh, you know, kind of OG people in the space to get elected. Um, so I think I think if I had more votes and like actual ability to swing it, I it would be a much more deeper conversation. But at, even at at, at like a hundred thousand, it's sort of like uh, you know you need a million votes to pass something. I have a hundred thousand, so it's like I'm I'm barely one tenth of the minimal requirement. So, so maybe you're suggesting that there's a, there's like a line that you cross, um, whatever that is for the specific DAO in question, where it's like, okay, that's where the conflict potentially may be because you're now a very big, large well. Is, is that kind of what you're... you're yeah, that, that or if something is like pretty contentious, right? And I think if you look at all the... Uh, I don't know if this is for all of them, but like, I think 95% of proposals that are proposed on chain get approved with like a 98% victory margin. So there's very few things where like, you know, this is not like the American political system where it's like 51 versus 49. There's very few things that are like that contentious. So even though I hold like, let's say a decent amount of votes, it rarely, I'm rarely like the marginal votes rarely matter. Gotcha. And, and how do you, how do you communicate you know, to the people that are delegating to you, how do you communicate your your history, your voting history, your rationale? Do you do that at all? Um, like, what is your what is your thought process behind that? I I kind of assume that the reason they delegated to me is because they don't want to worry about it. So I think if there was ever something that was important enough to, for them to be aware of that I didn't think they were aware of, I would just tell them. But to me, it's sort of like you you delegate to me, so you don't need to worry about it. Uh, and I have to be available to answer your questions. So I kind of look at it. It's on them to pull information from me uh, because I assume that uh, you you delegated because you don't you don't want to be inundated with information, but you want a trusted resource around in case uh, uh, you have questions, and I become that resource. I'm curious. Do you think that's because you're like a a, a figure, like you're one person? What, like Lama may may not be able to get away with that, like you, right? Like some of these governance uh, delegate teams might not be able to get away with just you know voting and not providing that that communication. Do you think it's a case of because you're you're one person that maybe like they they're they're more interested in you? Yeah, yeah, and I and I think like I think I have like a fairly concentrated. You know, I have like the other reason is that a lot of the people who initially delegated to me were so maybe this is another piece of information like. I once I got into crypto, specifically NS, I got my friends all .eth names, or like I basically like sat with them and said, "This is how you download MetaMask. This is how you do it." And then later on, when there was a surprise airdrop, they were like, you know, and to them, like they were new into crypto, and all of a sudden they got like a couple thousand dollars. And to them, they just like that was like mind blowing. And luckily, they're all in a like the tech world, so like it 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 was nice, but it wasn't like life changing money for them. So. Obviously, I'm like, yo, delegate to me because you wouldn't have gotten this without me. So they're like, sure. And they forgot about it. And they go back to their Web2 world. So that's like, that's the first like 
I would say the first 5,000 people, but like the first 5,000 votes was really just like, it was 80% the people who I helped get them and Adari, and they knew that I would know that and I knew them in real life. So it's sort of like, hey, I, I have coffee with you and you're like, of course you're going to trust me. Uh, so I, I wish, yeah, that, that's how it worked. Interesting. Do, do you think a delegate could ever, well, I guess it, I'm kind of, you know, contradicting myself, right? A delegate would have the same power within the DAO as the steward. So like I said, like just double clicking on this, this idea because you hold both positions. Do you, do you see it like they're on equal footing? Like a delegate could influence as much as a, a steward or that's not, it's just case by case depending on the DAO structure. I, I think that's case by case. And it's also like if a major, if a major delegate, uh, if like, if someone of importance, uh, like, like if some, if like, for example, in my steward role, if a major delegate reached out to me and said like, Hey, I don't like this. Right. Uh, I, I would take, I would take their call. I would like, listen, and I would try to like mediate that. Um, but I, like, to me, like a steward is an executional arm of the voting body, right? Like we, we, like the stewards are like elected representatives who can drive the resources, but ultimately we report to the delegates. So like, you could say I'm my own boss, but it's sort of like, well, it took, it took like two and a half million votes to elect, to be elected as a steward or something like that. I, I ended up personally contributing uh, less than 5% of that to myself. So it's sort of like, uh, it's, it's like very, it's very different to me. I don't know if I'm answering your question well there or not. No, no, I, I got you. You're, you're basically what you're saying is that I like the framing that you just described where it's like dele- the stewards are answering to the delegates. At the end of the day, the voting power is what decides what the stewards are, are or aren't able to do, right? Exactly. Like I serve, like I serve the delegate body, right? They elected me. And while I'm elected, I'm entrusted with some power, but that power is only for six months. And then I have to be elected and I have to answer to any of the delegates that may have questions. Um, and I would feel that, as, again, that's as a steward. And I personally would think as a kind of like mid-sized delegate, if I, if I wasn't a steward and I saw something weird happening, I would feel very comfortable just reaching out to a steward and being like, yo, what's up? Why is this happening? Or can you help me understand what's your rationale there? Um, and I would either do that through private channels or most likely I would just like post on the forum. And our forum has this integrated feature where you can see how many votes someone is delegated so you can kind of tell you know how much weight a, a specific post will carry uh just from a delegate perspective which i think is a very nice feature by the way yeah we, we love uh <laughs> we love clarity right we love voting clarity and all the data um and entails i want to shift over now a little bit more to like philosophical questions uh i wanted to ask you how would you define a good delegate like what are the characteristics in your opinion i think a good delegate is someone who is aware of what is going on to a sufficient enough level to be able to like uh, answer at least the first level questions that might come up. So what that basically means is if there's a proposal, a good delegate would A, be aware that there is a proposal and B, be able to summarize that proposal at like a 30,000 foot level. I think that's all a delegate is, re- is required, uh, from my perspective, is required to do. 
And do you think more people should consider becoming delegates? Do you think uh, do you think everyone should be a delegate? That's a good question. Um, I think anyone who's curious should have at least one ENS so they can participate in the governance process. And by having one ENS, you become a de facto delegate, which is with yourself delegating to yourself. And I think that's a great way to learn and decide how much deeper down a, like, a, a particular protocol you want to go to. Because, uh, you know, I think this comes from like the traditional tech world. It's sort of like owning a stock uh, just feels different and it changes you. And I think the same thing is true about DAOs. Having even one ENS, which is like, I don't know, $12, $15 a day, I don't know what it is. Uh, it it makes you just a little bit more responsible and it makes you care and watch and think more. So I think the broad answer is that like, I think everybody should try it, but I know everybody has limited time. So if you find that ENS or whatever organization that you're part of is really interesting to you, go ahead, be involved, spend the minimal amount of money required to have at least one vote, even if it's one out of a billion. Um, and uh, yeah, and like start participating in, in governance. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, well, move on to something else. Yeah, a lot of the early delegates um, in these early days, they, they describe themselves as wanting to just, they're passionate about, you know, the protocol itself, their value line, and they want to, they want to, I forgot who, who mentioned it. I think it was the, the Llama team. They said that they wanted to be an extension of the core team. They saw the core team had a lot on their hands and they wanted to basically go work on other things that they possibly couldn't handle. So I, I like that idea of like an extension of the current core team. If obviously if the DAO is not as decentralized, but um, do you think delegates should stay like hyper focused? Do you think? Um, I guess in this case, it's just one the one individual delegate for this um, for this thought. Uh, uh, is it should they only focus on one or two uh, DAOs? Is there a number that they should stay within? I mean, it, it depends. If like if you want to be a professional delegate. Like, yeah, I think you probably can handle multiple DAOs, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, like it doesn't, uh, I think being a delegate probably requires as much work as probably being like a board member of a publicly traded company, right? You have like quarterly meetings, a couple of decks to review and occasionally like some intros. So, you know, theoretically you could, you could, if you really wanted to, you could probably be a semi-decent delegate in like 15 different protocols. Um, if that's all you focus on. Um, but I think that's like a very, like a personal choice. It's like, what are you trying to do? Like, do you want to guide all aspects of Ethereum and you're doing it through being a delegate and most of the prominent, like, you know, whatever, Optimism. Optimism has a, a nice uh, DAO structure, delegate structure, uh, and a couple of other ones do as well. So like, you could probably be really well-informed if you're a delegate. And I suspect if I had more time, I probably would be involved in more DAOs um, as a delegate to learn and have a stake in the future of Ethereum. Uh, that's a great segue into my next question as far as you mentioned this idea of a professional delegate. Do you think delegates should be paid? Is this something on the horizon? I don't know. Like My, my reaction is like, no. Uh, like I'll give you... I have a controversial opinion. So like I think... So like I vote on tally, right? And every time I vote, it costs me like... $3 or $5. And I think there's been conversations about that should be reimbursed. And as a like larger delegate, I think like, I don't, I'm not even that bullish that that should be reimbursed. Like I, you, you, you should care enough to like eat the 40, $50 a year that you might need to spend 
to be a delegate because I think it's like a it's a worthwhile position that it's okay to invest a little bit of money into it. So like uh, I'm probably like way way out here, and I'm like no delegates uh, should should not should not be paid at least at this time because the other thing is that like it gets really murky. It's like if you have ten votes, should you be paid the same as much as someone who has a million votes? And at that point, like the person who has a million votes is probably doing okay. Does that person really need more money uh, to be engaged, or do they have enough vote? Like it's sort of like the incentives there, how to fix it, are just so messed up that I'd rather not put any money for uh, the, the the delegates because again, it's it's a it can be a pretty passive role. Gotcha. So what you're you're saying is essentially it might be too early, uh, and the incentivization of of you know monetary compensation it might it might kind of drive us astray astray in some senses. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, like honestly, the the thing that people will spend the most amount of time debating is like how to pay people, right? Because like there's nothing more controversial than like uh, seeing someone else get paid for something because everybody's gonna have an opinion on that. And if like 90% of your conversation in your governance forum is about how to pay the delegates, you're probably not doing the things that are driving the protocol forward. You're just discussing how to move like pennies around between 100 people. Yeah, I gotcha. I think, I think some of the more robust protocols are going to have the, the framework for pay delegation. But it's interesting the way you framed it where you said it's more of an investment. Like you're, that's the way you know you kind of it sounded like you're describing it like it's an investment for me to go and vote because I'm 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 enact, enacting change in these protocols in the way I want to see it. But don't you think that will like limit who is possibly you know some of these other voices that may have great ideas but they don't want or they don't have the opportunity that economic you know to to actually sway votes? Does that does that make sense? Yeah. So I I think I think this is where the beauty of Web three comes in is sort of like. Uh, there are people who come in who are coming from a situation where they're not like in a financially strong position, but by contributing to the DAO, like one of the things that ENS does is some contributors, uh, not only do they get paid out like a retroactive grant in USCC, for example, which is like kind of to live and to uh, take care of your incentives. It's also, they're also paid out in ENS, right? And I think you can, by participating in the DAO, you can, acquire you can acquire the votes so there's ways for you to do it but then you're doing work i think and and i think the other stuff is like so much of i i think the reason i have like a fundamental problem with some of this delegate paid is because i don't see how you can do it fairly uh when someone might have one vote and someone might have a million votes and quite frankly like from a big picture perspective you know i'm sure the money that you could pay to the guy with the one vote is probably more impactful to him than whatever you could pay to the person with a million votes. And maybe maybe that's just a biased view, but I just see the people who have the most votes tend to also be doing okay. I don't think there's probably any protocols out there where there's someone who uh, is a top 10 delegate who um, is, is really needing to um, borrow money for their bread. Gotcha. And so perhaps you're answering my next question with that statement, but what is your biggest uh, pet peeve with DAO governance today? Uh, I I almost gave you my like instinctual answer. Let me see if I can like tone <laughs> it down. Um, it's funny the things that get focused on, and uh, I think part of it is like 
some things move really fast and some moves very slow. And even working in the DAO, I can't really predict it, right? And I, I would say, uh, this is probably personal pet peeve, is just like, I think the least interesting aspects of like DAO governance is like the various compensation mechanisms that occur. And I think the most interesting things, uh, that's my pet peeve that occasionally so much of the time is focused on how like the money is being moved around where the more interesting thing is like finding the good developers, finding the supporters and basically streamlining the ability to like drive the protocol forward versus working on like uh, the governance stuff. And that's why personally I'm the ecosystem steward um, and there's like a, which it basically is responsible for all, all these various aspects, but has no, has very little involvement in what uh, we call meta governance because that's an area that I clearly am probably not the right person to have too many thoughts on. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I do want to call out the time. I want to end uh, with the last question. Uh, why should people delegate to you, uh, Alex? What's your pitch? My pitch is that uh, I don't think you'll find anyone else who is more dedicated to ENS from a builder's perspective. I think there's a lot of really intelligent people out there, but the combination of people who are smart and who are able to devote as much time as I devote to ENS um, is basically like nil. Um, like, and I deeply care about the protocol and it's staying open so other builders can build on it um, and uh, remains a public good. And the reason I can say that so definitively is that the company that I run depends on ENS staying a public good. So my corporate incentives and my personal incentives are aligned. And therefore, anyone who wants ENS to remain a public good should delegate to me. Love it. Love it. Any other final thoughts or plugs as we wrap? Uh, you know, no, no other plugs besides like I encourage everybody to build on top of ENS. I encourage you to check out different projects that exist in the ecosystem um, to show like how much penetration there is, something like ETH leaderboard. And I would be doing this service if I don't ask folks to check out uh, niftychat.xyz, which is a Discord replacement that is built on top of ENS. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm shilling. And uh, thank you for having me on this space. Awesome. Uh, where can people find more of you? Where should we point them to? Uh, you should point them to my Twitter or niftychat.xyz. Uh, and you could always find me on the ENS forums. Beautiful. If you'd like to view, track, and delegate to Alex, uh, see the pinned tweet or check the show notes. That's this week's boardroom breakdown. Hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks, awesome. guys. See you. Bye.